Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with gladness in the desired haven as we pick up in Psalm chapter 107, verse 28. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distress, and he makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they are quiet, so he brings them into their desired haven. The work of God bringing us into the desired haven. Beautiful. Now the psalm ends with just exhortations unto, again, of praising the Lord for his works, and it begins to list many of the works of the Lord. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. For he turneth the rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell that they may prepare a city for habitation and sow the fields and plant the vineyards which may yield the fruits of increase. He blesses them also so that they are multiplied greatly and he allowed not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished and brought low through oppression affliction and sorrow, and he poureth contempt upon the princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh his families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So the final verse is just sort of a conclusion to the psalm saying that whoever is wise and will observe these things, what things? Praising, thanksgiving. Even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Psalm 108, the psalmist declares, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. And then he calls for praise unto the Lord with the psaltery and the harp, a couple of instruments, praising the Lord in music. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens. Again, why do I praise God? Well, here... I praise the Lord again for his mercy. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high is his mercy over those that fear him. Also praise that thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Further praise, be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand and answer me. God hath spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Succoth. Now here is David talking, and he's talking about how God is going to give him victory 
and possessions. Dividing Shechem, meeting out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. And over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Over Philistia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, who hast cast us off? And wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our host? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. All of you that spending so much time with counselors, you might read that again. Seeking the Lord for help. And a wise counselor will always just point you to the Lord because he is the only one that can truly help you. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he that shall tread down our enemies. Psalm 109 makes me glad that I'm not an enemy of David. For this is one of those psalms where he really takes off again against his enemies, and I mean, he goes after them with tongs. Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. So these people were talking about David. They were lying about David. And he's saying, God, don't hold your peace. Get angry with them. For they compassed me about also with words of hatred. And they fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversaries but I give myself unto prayer. Oh, what wisdom there is in verse 4. I've loved them, but, they, but they've become my adversaries, and so I will give myself unto prayer. Rather than striking out against them in kind, rather than trying to get vengeance myself, Rather than getting involved, how much better if I will just give myself to prayer? Oh, how many times I wish I'd given myself to prayer rather than getting involved. You see, it is the trick of Satan to draw you in to a physical conflict to get you at odds, to get you in this physical area of bantering back and forth. Satan is constantly trying to draw you into the physical arena to do battle with you. Why? Because if he can get you in the flesh, he can clean up on you like nobody's business. Every time he gets me in the flesh... He gives me such a beating, you'd think I'd learn not to get in the flesh. 
but he's always seeking to draw me into the flesh. For he has a decided advantage over me. Now David said, I will give myself unto prayer. I'm going to stay in the Spirit. Oh, how important that I stay in the Spirit because in the Spirit realm, I have a decided advantage over Him. For you see, He was defeated at the cross. And if I can just stay in the Spirit, I can just wipe Him out with the victory of Jesus Christ upon the cross. And prayer is actually the big guns of the Spirit by which I can defeat the enemy. Now, the world is filled with spirits. And spirits have a decided advantage over us in many ways. For spirits are not bound by the time, space, material things by which we are bound. As we've gathered together here tonight, there are many spirits that have gathered here also. A lot of angels around the place tonight because they're very curious at the work that God has done in your life. And they desire to look into it. Peter, in talking about the grace and the goodness of God towards us, he said, which things the angels desire to look into? And if he has given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, to bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone, that means the angels are here tonight. You know, they're watching over you. They'll be watching over you as you go home tonight. But there are also other spirits that are here tonight. Spirits that are antagonistic to you as a child of God, seeking to bring hurt and harm. And in the spirit realm, there is a real warfare that is going on. You remember when Daniel decided to fast and pray and wait upon God. After 21 days, the angel came and said, Daniel, you know, 21 days ago when you started this fast, God sent me down here to bring you the answers. But man, that prince of Persia got hold of me, talking about Satan, and he took me captive and he held me for 21 days until Michael, that great prince, came and set me free. But now I'm come to tell you the things that the Lord wants to reveal unto you, the things that you had upon your heart. God dispatched me. There was a warfare. I got captured for a while until Michael came. There's a, there's a fierce warfare going on in the spiritual realm. But that warfare was climaxed at the cross in that on the cross, Jesus defeated the spirit forces of Satan and darkness. In Colossians chapter 2, we are told that he triumphed over the principalities and powers, which are names for spiritual entities, spiritual forces. He said he triumphed over them through the cross, making an open display of his victory as he triumphed over them in the cross. So that Satan is a defeated foe, so that if I stay in the spiritual realm, 
I have a decided advantage over Satan because he was defeated at the cross and I can come against him in the power of the victory of Jesus Christ. And he's got to back down. He's got to back down. He was defeated at the cross. Now, these spirit forces, as I say, are not restricted to time and space and material obstacles as are we. Therefore, they have a decided advantage over us. Some of the spirits that are here tonight visiting with us in this service could quite possibly have been over a few moments ago watching the Syrian troops at the border of Jordan to see if anything was going to happen tonight. When it was, nothing was going to happen, they decided, come on over, let's go to Calvary Chapel and see what's happening there tonight, you know. <laughs> and as fast as you can think it, because they are not bound by the, spite, the time, space limitations as we are, as fast as you can think it, they were here. You see, they can, they can get around really in a hurry. And if things get boring here, they might head for China or something to see what's going on there tonight or tomorrow morning, which over there. Now, when we came in tonight, we came in through the doors. Hopefully. <laughs> but the spirits that are here, they came through the ceiling or through the walls or actually if they were in China, they may have just made a shortcut and come right through because they are not restricted by material obstacles. They're able to pass through. Now, it is difficult to fight with an enemy that you can't see, that can only bring spiritual pressures, that you can only feel, but without being able to see him, it's extremely difficult to fight against them. But we have spiritual weapons. The Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. And the big gun in the spiritual warfare is prayer. And it is interesting because the prayer itself takes on the nature of a spirit. In that, the prayer does not become restricted to time or space or material. So that we can pray here for a friend in Florida who is maybe going through a real spiritual trial. The enemy is really oppressing them, giving them a bad time. I can go into my closet, I can get on my knees, and I can begin to intercede for my friend in Florida. And as I pray for them, 
my prayer takes on the nature of a spirit in that it goes immediately to Florida, right into the home where they are, and begins to do business for God right there in their house, driving back the forces of darkness, binding the forces of the enemy, and releasing God's work in their lives, doing spiritual battle. And so God has given us weapons, whereby we have a decided advantage over the enemy. But whenever he gets you into the flesh, then he has the advantage. And Satan is always trying to get us into the flesh for that reason. So the best thing, when someone is lying about me, someone is, you know, trying to cut me down and all, the best thing you can do is what David did, give yourself to prayer. Don't get into the physical. You'll only get wiped out, but retreat into prayer. And man, you can blast them to pieces and they don't even know where it's coming from. As you enter into the spiritual warfare and you do battle in the spirit through prayer, oh, the change that you can bring in the lives of people. Several years ago, there was a United States senator from Missouri, very popular senator. He had a very keen mind, and he was sitting in the Senate in Washington during a specially busy session. His wife was in a prayer group with some ladies in their home state in Missouri, and her husband, because of his popularity, was actually being considered as a possible candidate for the presidency of the United States. One day, she and a group of the ladies at the prayer meeting decided that they were going to band together to pray for her husband's salvation. A brilliant man, but he was an atheist. And so these ladies began every day at 10 o'clock. No matter what they were doing, they would stop and agree together in prayer that God would get hold of the heart of this lady's husband and bring him to Jesus Christ. Binding the work of the enemy that had blinded him was holding him captive. During the congressional recess, he came home. And on Sunday, as she got up to go to church, she was surprised that he also got up. And she said, well, where are you going today? He said, I'm going to church with you. And it rather surprised her, but she played it cool. <laughs> and that morning in the service, when the invitation was given, he went forward to publicly receive Jesus Christ. And of course, she was absolutely ecstatic, as were all of the ladies that were in her prayer group <laughs> who had been praying for his salvation. Afterwards, she told him of this prayer pact that these ladies had made. He said, when did you start? And so she said, well, let's see. It was, you know, that Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning, and let's see, it was, you know, just before um, 
And you know, and she figured out the date and she said, March the 12th, 10 o'clock, Tuesday morning. He pulled out his diary to that date and with the time difference. He said, though I am sitting here in the Senate in his diary and there's debate going on, suddenly I have become conscious of a great need in my life for God. Spirit force, the spirit power by which lives can be changed. I will give myself, the psalmist said, unto prayer. The wisest thing you can do. Now, I don't really believe that you should give yourself to prayer as the psalmist did. <laughs> For he, he says in verse 5, concerning the wicked and his enemies, they've rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Therefore, Lord, set a wicked man over him. Let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, condemn him. And let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 107 through 109 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today. P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and give you a beautiful week. May He watch over you and protect and shield you from the evil that is so prevalent in this world in which we live. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and just that beautiful, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit Rest and abide upon your heart and your life all week long as you live with Him and for Him. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. The Word for Today is pleased to present a flash drive of audio Bible studies by Kay Smith titled, a collection of cherished messages. Just listen to what others are saying.
Kay Smith changed my life. Her teachings encouraged me to want more of Jesus. And through her counsel and mentoring, I fell in love with him in a deeper way. When I first heard Kay, I was driving in my car. I was so moved that it brought me to tears because I needed to repent. That moment impacted my life to be a better mom and who I am today. Renew your strength, please. I beg, I beseech, I entreat, and if there's any other word, I do that too. Get in His Word. Make it more than your necessary food every day. Kay Smith has a special place in her heart to teach and encourage women to live for Jesus. To order this flash drive with over 90 audio messages by Kay Smith, visit thewordfortoday.org or call 800-272-9673.